This is Matt from Wayland. Yeah. Is it just me or do all Kevins have small wieners? Yeah. Well, maybe it's just the ones that bull. Right. Anyway, here he is, Eric Zane. Come on, man. You can absolutely do better than that. Welcome to the Eric Angel Podcast. Uh, as you know, this is a daily podcast where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Good morning to you. Hello, all of you. Thank you so much for being part of it. Where to begin? So much to talk about here in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Uh, first of all, the idea that it is uh, in, in some parts of the Northwest, like 115 degrees, 116 degrees. I mean, my gosh. And this is a, this is a part of the country that uh, they don't really get it quite that hot. I guess yesterday was the hottest of those days. But, that, oh, fuck. Holy shit. I cannot even begin to fathom. You know, here it's, it's uh, in beautiful Michigan. Uh, it's, it's humid as hell, but uh, whatever. It's in the eighties. No big deal. You know, um, we had a bit of a Bruce issue yesterday. I don't know if it was heat related. Uh, Bruce, the Frenchie over here, uh, he can't even think about a sunny day before he gets, uh, he gets like, uh, heat exhaustion or heat stroke or whatever it is. And part of it is the dog cannot breathe. In fact, if you were looking at him in the face and he's breathing through his nose, you see his his nasal passages collapse completely so that they can't even they're, they're not even getting air in. So then he's like it's like a mouth breather. The dog, holy shit. There's like a procedure you can uh, get the dog where they actually rotor rooter his face. I've had that done on a dog. I see that bleeding heart Brian is in attendance right now on the live stream. This is very good because I have an update on the Spears family. And he is like, Team Brittany, leave Brittany alone. He's been such a bitch about the whole thing. Uh, he, he he knows nothing. The only thing he knows is, uh, is, is you know, basically the words of Brittany and what he, uh, I don't know, uh, reads, uh, watches on TV. Well, and basically, I do too. My point is, we don't know the full story on this whole Britney Spears thing. So, I mean, who knows what the hell is going on here? But he seems to think that he has it all figured out. And the reason why? Because he's a stupid asshole. Okay? This is the same fucking moron who reached out to me over the weekend with some out of the blue weirdo take about uh, anybody who buys a camper has white privilege. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? I, I don't even, I did not get the joke. And uh, I go, so wait, what? And he goes, oh, yeah, I mean, only uh, only a person with white privilege could buy a, uh, a high-priced item like that. I go, what? if I'm a black guy, I am pissed off that you assume that all black people, none of them have the ability to buy things. You're such a fucking idiot. Oh. And so my point was, I go, so you mean to tell me if you uh, uh, work an extra job for a year and you save up, I don't know, eight grand to go buy a used camper or something like that? You've earned that because you're white, because you have white privilege, you stupid bastard. It's like, not everything is like that. So he, he's, oh God, you know, uh, during this whole nonsense of uh, the culture, uh, 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 Trump, red state, blue state, you know, I've, 
I've 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 wavered in my allegiances. I've I've vacillated from one side to the other. I'm a I'm I, I'm kind of like moving sands, and I get a lot of criticism about that. But I think that's actually an attribute. So uh, all right, I have gone back and forth. He, this idiot, Brian. Uh, there have been times that I've agreed with him on certain things, and other times not. Okay, and now he see he write he writes right there a joke. It's a joke. You I mean bullshit? It was wasn't a joke. It was absolutely not a joke. Nobody jokes about that sort of thing. The only people who say it's a joke are the people who realize they've just gotten their ass kicked, and then in order to get out of it, they go, oh, "Yeah, I was just kidding, you fucking child. What the fuck is wrong with you?" So okay, um, where the fuck was I? I just lost my train of thought. Anyway. This whole uh, nonsense about uh, uh, Britney Spears. So the sister now, Jamie Lynn, who's like nine years younger than Britney, she has now, she managed, she managed to spend significant time, quote unquote, breaking her silence. And then she proceeded to say nothing. You can't, how do you do that? How do you, how do you say, I have decided, I have decided that I am breaking my silence and I am going to say and then you actually say nothing. If you're going to break a silence, okay, you better have some impact. You better actually say something. And she hasn't. She hasn't. Okay? Uh, Kenny writes, joking about race issues isn't funny, right, Eric? Uh, yeah, I see what you're doing there. Um, you know, what... Uh, I have no idea what's funny and what's not. All I'll tell you is that I don't think it was a joke that Brian was making. I think that uh, Brian actually believes the whole white privilege thing. He believes that if you buy something that costs, uh, I don't know, more than a dollar, you must feel guilty and then give your money to black people. That's what Brian actually believes. It's like, well, you're a fucking idiot. First of all, there's no... You're, you're the type of dummy that would just say that and not do it. You're one of those people. So shut the fuck up. Uh, and then the other side of that is, what? There, there's no way anybody who buys anything should feel guilty because they're white. That's bullshit. That is all bullshit. So, all right. That's where, that's where I stand on Brian with his stupidity. But uh, the reason why, that, why Brian comes up is because of the whole Jamie Lynn Spears thing. Okay or I should say Britney Spears, and now she has come out of the woodwork. Brian probably doesn't even know that Spears, Jamie Lynn, said anything about it because he's just, I mean, he's probably moved on to the next thing that he's woke about. Idiot. All right. I want to share with you uh, some love letters. God, you know, I'm such a pussy. I am such a puss, okay? Uh, I can't... um, you can never make everybody happy. It's impossible. There's always going to be someone who's critical of something that you do. And here I am in my own little part of the world. And, uh, you know, I am such a thin-skinned puss that I've made the mistake again of looking at Reddit. Not my own, okay? Uh, on who are these podcasts? This is embarrassing. You know... Um, I've gotten for them, I would say 75% positivity from my appearances on the show. Maybe even a little more than that. Uh, the only person that really matters is Carl. Carl seems to uh, think, Hey man, it sounds great. You're doing a great job. I love it when you're on the show and then that's it. So, all right. With that being said, I should just go, ah, that's cool. All right. 
Uh, I even got a ringing endorsement from Mrs. Carl. So that's good. I feel good about that. But I am such a fragile pussy. Okay? I am... This is a huge embarrassment. This is a real, real weak point. Um, So... Now, this is a mixed bag of people. This isn't like my own Reddit, where if I see somebody say something terrible, I can just delete it. Okay? I don't have that option here. So, all right. Show goes off without a hitch. I feel good about it. Nice person here, right? Eric Zane's a good co-host. He comes prepared. He gets the format. Uh, Great episode. I'm like, oh, yes, man. People like me. All I want to do is be accepted. I get my little upvotes. I feel good about that. So then I'm like scrolling through it. I'm looking at the uh, various comments. I'm just, I'm basically, I'm just scanning to see my name. Okay. Uh, this person who is a buzzsaw. Uh, Joe Mommy Happy or Jew Mommy Happy. I have no idea. Eric Zane is try-hard dog shit. I don't know what the... I've never seen try-hard. I don't know if that if that's a term I'm just not familiar with. I'm, I'm trying too hard? I don't know. All I know is I'm dog shit. He, he's not funny or interesting, but he won't shut up about it. Okay? So does that mean anytime I talk? When Carl Hamburglar gives you a pity chuckle, it's time to hang it up. Then he writes St. Andy. Andy, save this one. Carl's kind of gay. This person said, yeah, but Eric's insane supercut was pretty good, though. His supercuts always turned me around. Damn it. Uh, this person wrote, Eric Zane is, uh, is a good guy in a room, and he works well on the WATP format. So I'm thinking, okay, c- good. I'm winning one back. This is great. And then the guy writes, his podcast like most single mic shows, is unlistenable. Fuck. Carl's full-blown super gay. Whatever, that's just a thing they say. Okay, now I can't handle it. I, I So I write, keep trying, it gets better. It's like, oh, don't weigh in. <sighs> Fuck. Uh, let's see. I know there's another one here somewhere. Why do I why do I torture myself? Why? Uh, all right. Andy, fans since day one. Zane is fun, prepared, and understands the show. Five stars for this, Carl. Okay, now I'm thinking, okay, that that's all I need. I just need I, I I'm fine, right? I don't have a problem with any of this. Uh, Patty Broken Dick said Eric Zane is a good egg. I'm like, okay, great. I'm a nice guy. These people seem to get it other than this one jack off. I've got no problem. Uh, the tough guy, <laughs> right? The shittiest take of the episode award goes to surprise Eric Zilch, which is just funny for a quote. Opie should just do what he knows how to do, which is prep a show. Carl was all over that shit. Wait, you just said he knows how to prep a show for fuck's sake. Never have this doofus on again, Carl. <laughs> Whatever you do in your own gay butt <laughs> is your business, but not on WATP. Oh, fuck. So I think that's this guy's thing. He just, you know, slash and burn. I wrote, well, of course he knows how to prep a show. I didn't say he does it. He does it, uh, that, that he does. 
This guy, this idiot wrote, calm down, Liberace, which I'm not sure what that means. No, he doesn't. One, no, he doesn't. Two, you stink. Three, go away. All right, so we, uh, I, I'm clearly outgunned here. I have no chance of recovery with this guy. I'm fucked. Ah, well, can't win them all. Uh, Robert says, people suck. Zane, you're the effing best. Fuck them. That is the world famous Robert Fulmer. Every time I see your name, I feel uh, like laughing because of the fun we've had. The uh, It's worth mentioning that is the world famous Bruce Springsteen incident that went down. Robert and I, God bless you. Holy shit. Which we've talked about many times on the show before. I am glad to see that you are in attendance. Uh, the world famous Ben Glaze is also in attendance. He writes, Opie sucks. Kent hits the nail on the head. Kent, drop the E at it at you. You torture yourself because you're constantly searching for the approval of everyone. You are one million percent right. Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. Yeah, I'm a mess. That is one of the things that I have never really gotten around. I've never been able to wrap my mind around that that whole thing. Not everyone is going to love what you do. Damn it. Isn't that incredible? That's just the way we are. That's the way we're wired, I guess. But uh, thank you, Ken. Thank you for being there. Uh, Chris says, you're not outgunned. That douche will just never give up. He's always right no matter what. All right. No big deal. I got you guys. I got all 96 of you guys. What does that mean? What does that mean? Okay, here's what I'm talking about with that. I, okay, this is ridiculous. On Carl's show the other day, well, Carl has uh, made a living in recent years uh, playing clips from Stuttering John from the Stuttering John podcast and then uh, letting him have it. Uh, critiquing and insulting him on a regular basis in a roast style. Uh, we tend to believe that John does not take that well. He has threatened uh, Carl with lawsuits many, many times. Uh, he hasn't followed through on it. And uh, in fact, in the most recent episode of Who Are These Podcasts, we did in fact roast John again. And uh, it just so happens that John has uh, uh, lost a lawsuit uh, he took up with Sirius XM. He says, you shouldn't be allowed to play clips with me on it. So I'm suing you. And that was uh, dismissed with prejudice. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I think that means that uh, the judge isn't happy and says, this is bullshit. This is a frivolous lawsuit. Whatever. Uh, talked about John on the show. I played clips from John. I added my commentary to them. And, well, uh, I think it got back to him because he has reached out. And so this is how that went. Um, John went to one of, went to my Friday uh, video on YouTube. It was a free Patreon Friday. And uh, he fires the first blast with, wow, 96 views. Doing well, I see. Keep up the good work. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Fuck. So I wrote, shit, I was proud of that. And then I wrote, John, you cannot be mad about all of this. I said you were better than Opie, which I did. He is. Uh, and Here's the thing about John. I, I, I hope to God 
what I said about John, that fucking dummy takes to heart because one of the things John does is he doesn't listen. He has uh, uh, his attorney on talking for huge swaths of time. And, uh, his, his contribution to him talking is stammering, yammering, and not really having a point. It's bullshit. You know how to, you know better than that. Then you have Hal Sparks on, same damn thing. For God's sake, it isn't like, it shouldn't be five minutes of Hal, 10 seconds of John. It should be a normal conversation. You don't do that. Uh, but then I wrote, hey, I said you were better than Opie. And then John responds and he says, it's okay. And then he writes, come on my show. We'll help you out. I am in a drunk giving mood. And then he wrote, love it, probably responding to when I said, I said you were better than Opie. And then he said, Adam Goldstein is better than Opie. Now, I don't know who that is, but it sounds like some kind of insult. And then I wrote, well, wasn't Opie on your show? Thank you. You're very kind. So then I'm like, well, what do I do? I got, I got Suttering John uh, inviting me on a show. Now, I mean, am I, gonna, am I a phony if I go on a show? So I, I say to Carl, I go, hey, dude, uh, John's inviting me on a show. I don't know if it's going to be, if that offer is going to stand tomorrow. But what do I do? And he goes, take it, idiot. What do you mean? What do I do? Get on his show as soon as possible. So uh, I go, well, do you have any questions I could ask him? Because I, I know you want to talk to me. Because yeah, I want to know about the lawsuit. So I'm like, okay. Uh, and so I wrote, uh, all right, John, if the offer still stands, I will take you up on that. I'll even put you on my show for my 96 fans. So I don't know where this is going to go. He might have slept it off. And... Uh, and, and then who knows, but he did offer it. So, I mean, I'll go on it. I don't give a fuck. It does make it more difficult to pick on him when he's actually responding. But whatever. You know how we used to say, it's always funny. It's funny because I don't know him. So that was a treat. We shall see. All right. So your emotionally wound, fragile, fragile flower, Eric Zane, is with you. Uh, thank you for being part of this. If you want to know how to enjoy the show, well, you're like, hey, I already know. Well, there's other ways to enjoy it. First of all, the audio podcast downloadable wherever you download podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, all of them. Please subscribe to the show, the audio podcast. Rate it and review it, please. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Like it, share it, please. That's brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Carl refers to that as Bob's Auto Repair. Not true. Shut up. Uh, Periscope video on you. um, Excuse me. Damn it. Periscope video. Stupid. Idiot. On Twitter. Please retweet it with a snarky comment. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And then on YouTube. Eric Zane Show on YouTube. I'm on Instagram, brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. And last but not least, send me an email about anything at all. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Brought to you by Shoreliners Striping. The Shoreliners Striping Inbox. 100 days from today is 
the Grand Rapids Marathon, half marathon. Mike Ball, myself, racing to the finish line for 13.1 miles. Mike finishing up his trip in Hawaii. Uh, I saw he was in attendance yesterday when I shot my Facebook Live of one of my mile repeats. I went to the track to train. It was painful. It was a thunderstorm rolling in. Halfway through the damn thing, the phone fell. I had to readjust it and get back on the track. It was embarrassing. Uh, busted out the mile in 745, which is way too slow. Way too slow. Uh, still fat as hell. Spent the day doing nothing but eating candy. Uh, I am no closer now than I have been in the past. The only thing that's working is my legs are stronger. Well, my legs are stronger. My heart and lungs are stronger. I've been running uh, every day with the exception of one day off a week for the past three or four weeks. So uh, I'm getting faster. I'm stronger, but I'm still fat. I'm fat as shit. And, uh, you know, I, I, it feels like there's, there's no end in sight for this. It feels like um, there's nothing I'd like to do more uh, then uh, finish up a podcast, absolutely starving, run downstairs and, and stuff five pounds of tortilla chips in my face. Really bad. 100 days from today. Yesterday was tough, though. Really, really humid, really, really hot. And then a vicious thunderstorm just blew through. Okay. Uh, also yesterday, ate up a big chunk of time. More dog issues. When you have four dogs, okay, there is a regular interval where it seems like there's constantly expenses flying out to care for the dogs. Most people realize this before they even consider having four dogs. Uh, as, as my dogs make their way through life, especially Daisy here, the English bulldog, she's seven now, okay? So there's, a, there's the uh, looming specter that one day, uh, Daisy's going to go to the Rainbow Bridge, and you don't really think about it when the dog is young. And you're like, Eric, why are you thinking about this? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's just something that you process, I guess. As many dogs as I've had, uh, and she is in very good health. But uh, I just noticed that on her front right leg, she's got a big ass uh, growth. So it's like if you're holding up, uh, if you're looking at the camera, it's about that big around, and it protrudes about an inch off of her front right leg. So it's big. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? So uh, I, I take a picture of it, send it to Jackie. I go, this dog has some type of growth on her leg. What the hell is going on here? And it's like squishy, okay? So now I'm hoping it's just some accumulation of fat or something like that or some harmless cyst. But... Uh, all right, so I call the vet. I go, look, hey, I got this d- dog's got a growth on her leg. What's going on here? And they go, okay, well, uh, I go, can you get her in right now? I take my pets very, very seriously. I don't fuck around. And I've had this attitude from the get-go. It's because of that attitude that the cat is alive, okay? And uh, I've had numerous instances where the, with the dogs where I'm like, oh, better be safe than sorry. And you, I take him to the vet, and it's a good thing I did. The cat was the one thing because I go walking up the stairs, and I notice that the cat, Lincoln, has two different colored eyes suddenly. And so now Diana is always like, oh, no, it's fine. And I said to her, I go, honey, Lincoln has never had two different colored eyes, right? 
She goes, oh, uh, what, what are you talking about? I go, well, his eyes are one color. One eye, one is black and one is green. Oh, he's always had two different colored eyes. I go, no, he hasn't. She's like, yeah, oh, yeah, I think so. I go, I don't think that's the case at all. I go, I'm taking him to the vet. Put the stuff, the cat and the thing. He's in the car. Drive to the vet. Uh, Dr. Josh takes a look at the cat. He goes, and uh, he, there's like a pressure reading thing. They can determine if there's like weird pressure in, in the eye, you know? And he goes, the, the, the pressure is very high. This, this eye is compromised. There's a problem here. It's got to come out right now. And uh, it's, it's the type of thing where it's got to come out, and then we test it to see what the problem is. There's probably something very, very wrong with it, and it's going to be a good move, but it also could be nothing. So you got to decide, eye out, eye in. And then if it's nothing, then you took the cat's eye out and for no reason at all. Uh, but, the, 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 you know, it's that risk. But it also could be deadly. So if you don't take it out, it could kill the cat. I go, take the, take the cat's eye out, Doc. Do it. So right there. He goes, you wait here. I'm going to take this cat's eye out. I get the cat back. Cat's got one eye. It's eyes sewn shut. Looks like fuck. And uh, he goes, I'm sending this off to the lab. The next day, he goes, that eye is full of cancer. Had you not done this, it would have spread to his brain in an instant. As it is, you saved the cat's life. Good job. So Diana's like, what? I didn't. I go, yeah, you would have killed the cat because you're so stupid about this. I go, you got to, I mean, how could you have done that? You like, I thought it was too, I thought the cat had two different colored eyes. We've had the cat for years. How could you not know the cat had this, the cat's always had the same color eyes. So I always am super aggressive when there's something wrong with the dog so, or any of the pets. So I call up the vet. I go, hey, this dog's got a tumor. Okay, yeah, we'll get you in in two weeks. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I go, well, look, she's got an appointment anyway coming up uh, next Tuesday. So a week from today, uh, she goes, oh, yeah, I see that. I go, well. All right, uh, I'll, I'll have you look at it then, and I'll just keep an eye on it. She goes, yeah, it's a good idea. Call every day, and if there's a cancellation, then you can get the dog looked at. So she got this big-ass tumor on her leg. It's freaking me out, so that's bugging the shit out of me. I don't like that. And then, this was the worst, okay? I'm taking uh, Bruce for a walk yesterday. I remember I told you he hates the heat. We get like uh, three houses away from the house, and he pukes. So I'm like, all right, I'm taking you home. Turn, I don't want you getting sick, you know. I mean, the dogs, if they get heat ex- exhaustion, then the next Bruce is looking like that pitcher last night. Did you see that guy for the, I think it was the Phillies? He's on the mound at Yankee Stadium. Dylan, uh, Dylan Bundy, I think his name is. He's a one and two thirds inning into the game, and he bends over and just starts puking, big time. I mean, like full on barf. And the first one kind of flies out of his mouth, and you hear the fans kind of look, oh. And then the so now everybody's attention is on him. Then another one flies out of his face, and they go, oh. And he just kept barfing and barfing and barfing. Heat exhaustion. Take Bruce home. Okay, it comes time for dinner time. It's You know, I have to feed him like a baby, and he has to have the food prepped a certain way. He has to have mixed, uh, have to have mixed dry food with the wet food, uh, uh, water, blend it so it's coated perfectly, and then you have to heat it up to a certain temperature. Then you have to feed it to him like a baby. And 
typically he's excited about it because he loves the way I make it. He's not. He looks at me like I'm nuts. He goes into one of the dog kennels and lays down. Like, oh, God, this dog is not feeling good at all. Something is wrong. First the puke, now this. All right, Bruce, we'll come back to that. Ten minutes later, big pile of shit on the floor. Uh, Not normal poop. I mean, it's like, you know, oatmeal. It's awful. Uh Uh-oh. Now he's he's crapping on the ground. It never happens inside the house. He is sick. There is a problem. I pick him up. He's hot. I go, he's got a fever. The dog has a fever. And Dennis says, how do you know? I go, because he's hot. I mean, I pick him up. I mean, pick up any of the other dogs. And then it's not, and you. if you touch him, he's really, really warm. There is something wrong with this dog. So I'm freaking out. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I look it up and I go, the dog's temperature should be 102, 103 on average. It's hotter than a human. Normal dog temp. Normal body temp for a dog, dog and cats, 101 to 102.5. If your pet's temperature rises uh, above 104, take your pet immediately to the vet. So I'm like, oh, no. Well, this he's at least 115. He's on death's door. So I go, okay, we got to take his temperature. What do we do? Do we have a thermometer? No. I go, how do we not have a thermometer in this house? Um, so I run to the store. I get one of those $10 Vicks thermometers. Uh, and you have to stick it in his butt about an inch. I go, He's not going to like that. Uh, there was one that said you can take it underneath his arm. So I, I, I put it under his arm. And it says, like, it's a really low temperature. I go, well, that ain't accurate. There's no way that's accurate. It has to go right in his keister. So this is where it gets even more ridiculous because I say to her, I go, because it said you can't just stick it in dry, you know? You can't be like Dean. You got you to gotta lube it up. All right. So I said to her, I go, go upstairs and get the KY. And I said it loud enough that I see the NFK look. And he looks at me and smiles. <laughs> and Diana's standing right there. And he, the NFK goes, I, I know what that's for. And then he takes his fist and goes like that. <laughs> he like pumps his fist like, like it's a dick, you know? And I go, oh, fuck. And Diana's embarrassed. And she goes up and gets it. So that, that's hilarious. And uh, we, we put the KY on. It's time to take the dog's tap. And I... Uh, Bruce is on the ground. Okay, we take the temp. And it right away starts going up, you know. And then it's going up. I go, all right, it's going to stop at 115. The dog's going to be near death. We got to take the dog to the vet. It gets to 101.8. Beep. Stops. I go, that says it's normal. Well, there's something wrong. Try it again. Hit the reset button. Do it again. 101.8. Beep. Dog's fine. There's nothing wrong with the dog. Dog is a normal temperature. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're sticking stuff stuff up my ass. You're acting like an asshole. Diana's embarrassed. This is all your fault. There's nothing wrong at all with the dog. But, you know, 
I still I still feel good about it. You got to err on the side of caution. I take my pets very seriously. So all that happened yesterday. Happy, sad, feel like a loser from Reddit, stuttering John. Uh, embarrassing myself on the track, being fat, and dog drama. Tyler writes, Eric didn't believe it, so he put it in his mouth after that to make sure it was accurate. Uh, Jason says, did you see the red crayon? No, it didn't pop out. The, the dog's not Patriot Nick. I mean, come on now. Uh, Kate says, ew, NFK. Uh, Chris says, oh, God, that's your sister, Kevin. Well, Kevin's the one that called her a horny little bitch. Do you remember that story? We were in the kitchen. Diana looked at my Crocs and my socks that I was wearing. Like, I, I cannot believe you're going to go out in public wearing that. Kevin thought she was checking out my package. And then he goes, she's a horny little bitch. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Jason says, I'm going to use the NFK uh, thrusting fist next time I ask for happy, fun playtime, patent pending. Josh writes, fist bumps will forever seem different. Never a dull moment around the Eric Zane Show podcast household. Stevie says, okay, I can't listen to this today. I'm out. It wasn't that bad. What? What the fuck is her problem? I guess she's having a bad morning. All right. Uh, Welcome in for you folks. Uh, For the love of God, stop wearing Crocs and socks. Might as well get a pocket protector. KY is is henceforth referred to as NFKY Jelly. Oh, yes. Kate says, Eric, she's got dog issues. She is she triggered by that? Is that is that what I'm understanding? Perhaps. Oh, I didn't realize she's got she's got a problem in her world too with her puppy dog. Well, I hate that. So, Bruce is fine. Daisy, I'm in a holding pattern. Probably nothing. Probably just a little fat thing going on there on the leg. I'm hoping that that is it. All right. Uh, best wishes, uh, Stevie. I'm now seeing that. Uh, your 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 pooch is you're you're having a dog issue right now. That is the worst. I hope you're okay. A great suggestion by Zaniac Melinda. And I think this needs to happen. In fact, I am committing to it right now with these words. There will be a long-awaited Zaniac meetup coming up. I am speaking uh, out of school, but I will talk to my friends at Pepino's on Saturday, July 10th. Okay, we have, uh, we actually did one during COVID. Remember that? Everybody had to sit at their tables. Bleeding Heart Brian was there with his lovely better half. Brian needs to be there just so I can beat the shit out of him in the street for being such a twat. So here's how this uh, evolved. It just evolved today. Because I read this two hours ago. 
Melinda wrote, "Hey, we're coming." Melinda, now don't tip tip your hand here on the on the uh, on the comments because the best part of this uh, is is yet to be told. Melinda is coming to Michigan the weekend of July 9th. She is coming along with her girlfriend. Uh, actually, it's four people coming. Melinda, Melinda's girlfriend, who she scissors, and her best friend, too, and a fourth. I'm, I'm holding on to that info. Don't reveal it yet. Are there any Zaniac meetups scheduled that weekend or anything? And I wrote, no, but maybe we could plan something. You'll be in town the whole weekend? Yes, we're leaving either Monday or Tuesday. So let's let's do this, ladies and gentlemen, in the West Michigan area and beyond who would like to make the trip. You can plan for it. That would be Saturday, July 10th. We can make a day of it, okay? Uh, for sure, we can have a meetup at Pepino's downtown. You know? What do you say? Let's play. You know what we should do? We should do a Zaniac pool party in the backyard. Let me see if the Queen of the Forest is up for that. I haven't said the best part yet, Melinda. I'm gonna put Diana on the spot. She's gonna she's gonna kind of dance around it. Well, uh, I mean, maybe. Hello. Hey. Hey. So, do you want to have a party? A party? Yeah. What kind of party? Uh, a listener party. A sex toy party, you said? No, no, no. Not a No, not a sex toy party. Just everybody comes and hangs out in the backyard and goes swimming. Sure, when? When uh, in the next three months when it stops raining? Right. Yeah, I know. It would be July 10th. July 10th. Saturday, Saturday, because Melinda and her lesbians are coming up from Tennessee. Oh. So on Saturday, we should hang out at the pool party and then, like, you know, do it that way. And then maybe, like, have a party at Pepino's afterwards or maybe just, I don't know, just stay here. Yeah, you don't need to go spend money when you can have it back here. Yeah, you're right. You know, screw that. We could just have it here. I got that new grill. I got that new grill you guys gave me. We could have a. We could have a. We could do uh, 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 slaughter the Turk shish kebab party. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that would be a lot of work for the shish kebabs. How many people are you thinking? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know the number. A hundred. Hundred? No, we can't have a hundred people in our backyard. Crazy person. You can't cook a hundred shish kebabs. Should we do it like uh, first come, first serve RSVP? A capacity of 10. 10? <laughs> we, we can make this, uh, what a melting pot of awesomeness. We could have, you know, the fact that the show brings together all these people from different walks of life. We could have Republicans, Democrats, hetero, homo, all these people. Yeah. Okay, so you're excited about this. You know, my, you, know you know who my favorite uh, couple is, don't you? I, I, I know exactly who it is. Who? Jeremy and Rico. Yes. Oh, my God. I love those two so much. Oh, my God. I love them forever. You know that, don't you? 
Yes, I do know that. I love them forever too. They're my favorite. We had Rico, so might be the, Rico might be the nicest person on the planet. I know it. I know it. Uh, you know, they had a conversation after wrestling. I talked about this on the podcast yesterday that the wrestling event seemed very androgynous and gay. I mean, it did. I mean, I, I didn't tell you about that, but there was all sorts of uh, uh, moments like that where I went, wait a minute, what's going on here? And I guess those guys uh, had that same conversation. Jeremy really? said, uh, Rico said to Jeremy, he goes, hey, man, that wrestling thing was a little gay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my word. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Let's do it. So, then, we well, we, do, we kind of have to have a cutoff. Well, I don't so, know that I number. Mean, I mean, how many, what do you think in the backyard? I would say 30. A cutoff of, I, hey, you know, if you think that's, uh, well, because I, well, you know. Well, because, the, you know, the, the pool deck only fits so many, but if we want to have, like, you know, yard games, stuff we could but you know that our backyard has a tendency to stay wet and with all that rain i don't know how dry it'll get by july 10th yeah we'll figure something out we can always go in the front yard for that shit yeah okay so so a little scene going on yeah so let me think about this for as far as capacity hmm. yeah maybe we don't commit to it right now i would say are you saying 30 plus or 30 minus 30 plus. But. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just, so I got to think about it. Oh, yeah. You're, you're to get, yeah, like it, one of those tents. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No? I don't know. Whatever. Doesn't matter to me. I don't care. We'll figure it out. All right. Everybody, hey, does, is it one of those deals where everybody has to bring something like a, like a dish yeah. to pass? Exactly. Bring a dish to pass and BYOB. Bring your own booze. Is that what it is? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's count okay. on it. Let's plan on it. July 10. Okay. We do have to have an RSVP, though, because we got to have, we can't, you know what I mean? You can't have just people showing up. No, exactly. Fuck that. You got to let us know. We got to get a head count. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And if, you, and if you don't RSVP and show up, then you'll be asked to leave. Yeah, you got to leave. Get out of here. We don't want you here. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, if you can't, if you, if you can't show up for spec to, to, to send me an RSVP, you're, you're not allowed in. We'll just kick you out. <laughs> NFK could be the bodyguard. Yeah, so what do you think about that moment yesterday when I said, go get your KY, and he goes, I know what's that. I know what that's for, and he pumped his fist. <laughs> what did you think? Mm-hmm. Not surprising. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How about everybody has to bring a gift for the NFK, like, various hams everybody has to bring him a gift so can you imagine your brother he's like what the fuck what the fuck is going on here shit fuck you have to and and because he's probably going to be seated in one of those chairs it'd be like king robert baratheon people come and giving him gifts uh you know as he's sitting there on the on the iron throne i don't know if that would be good i think it'd be great he would he'd be like what's going on here yeah I'm not sure that would, I don't know. Because it might tip him off? <laughs> no, but Why? maybe a little uncomfortable. Okay. Because they bring him gifts? Yeah. He he loves it. Dean brought him a third dirty 30. Uh, Jacob Bennett brought him a Ham's beer sign. Speaking of Jacob Bennett, he's uh, come on over. 
For what? I don't know. You remember a quarantine project we started, you know? Yeah. Well, hey, I got to finish the uh, painting. I just, I was going to do it today. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Hey, I got to go. The phone's cutting out. Yeah, right. Okay. okay see say ya. bye. All right. There you go. July 10th. You must RSVP. So you better get him in now because otherwise you're fucked. Okay, the best part of this. Melinda, her lesbian girlfriend and her best friend too, and she's also bringing another friend who she's made in recent years. That will be Jessica. Today I'm coming to Jessica is going to be in attendance. Wow. Star-studded event. July 10th at the house. We've got gays, lesbians, MAGA hat wearers, bleeding heart idiots. Oh, all zaniacs. Josh writes, what time? Who knows? Haven't gotten that far yet. Ah, oh. referring to giving gifts to the NFK, Kate writes, like the, like the Godfather. Better let the association and the sheriff's department know, Joe Martinez says. Well, all right, look, um, we just had a ton of people here for a graduation party, so I'm okay with that. Now, Sarah writes, RSVP, you must send an email. You can't do it via the live stream because I can't, when I'm here, I can't pay attention to this. I, I, I will have forgotten it by the time I get done talking about this. Schaefer's got a 10 by 10 canopy. Uh, Dirk writes, looking at flights, $119 up Saturday morning, 119 back Sunday. There you go. Now we're talking, Dirk. Josh writes, with all the scissoring, the backyard could be wet, LOL. Get the party sponsored by Cornhole America. Throw some cornhole boards out there. That is the plan, I'm sure. (laughs) Jarts, Lawn Game, Stu McAllister, Ben Glaze. Kenny yelling, fuck off with that shit, whoever you are. (laughs) Because Kenny... Somebody said something nasty that Kenny doesn't like. So you've done it now. You've done it now. Kenny, you're better off just ignoring. Don't let them know that it bugs you. Because then they'll keep doing it. All right. So that's it. July 10th. Because Melinda is coming to town. We're going to have this party. All awesome. I cannot wait. Okay. Uh, Don't know how many people are going to be here. I don't have a number yet of what we can do here. The Schaefer says, I'm in. What can I bring? Sarah says, I'm in. We're already getting people RSVP. Eric at ericzaintshow.com for the July 10th Eric Zaintshow podcast pool party. There you go. Set in stone, we have made it such. Okay, I'm stoked now. Hey, I've got merch. If you're coming to the house, you better be wearing an Eric's Angel Podcast t-shirt. You can get it 
at ericsaintshow.com. Click merch and buy whatever you want. I think I, I don't know if the sale's still going on. I think it might be over now. Again, I don't pick when that happens. They just let me know, hey, we're selling your T-shirts for a lower amount and you get less. Uh, no, the price has gone back to 20, 20 bucks. It's, that's not bad to begin with. So full selection there, ericsaintshow.com. Click on merch. That's all you need to know. Kate says, please have a party in the fall. Kate, I'm coming to see you very soon. But yes, you're right. I would love to have a, another party. Uh, no word yet about when I'm going to Jersey. I have not heard back from E-Rock at Compound Media. But that is going to happen. The open and the live stream of this show is brought to you by my great sponsors, JM Synthetics. If you're a DIY pro, you're changing the oil, you're lubricating your equipment, whether it be uh, a car, truck, heavy-duty, side-by-side, whatever it is, motorcycle, you need the products at JM Synthetics. Amsoil is the best in the business, okay? And the only way to get Amsoil products is through Zaniac Jason Mays. Now, you can go to jmsynthetics.com and order it online, but it helps Jason the most if you do it like this. Figure out what you want to buy, and then call or text him at 616-747-0233. 616-747-0233. And take care of it that way. That helps him the most. He's a great sponsor, great dude, uh, always willing to help out. Thank you very much, Jason Mays. I expect to see you at the July 10th Eric Zane podcast pool party with your lovely better half. Bring the kids, too. All right. A and E heating and cooling. Uh, they'll now head to Rochester, New York and fix Carl's shit. 616-516-8579. If you have any issues with your air conditioning, call or text Joe Martinez. 616-516-8579. Will we see the one and only Joe Martinez at the party? 616-516-8579. If you need a new air conditioning installed, air conditioning unit installed reach out to joe get an estimate from two other folks two other businesses if you want i don't care just make sure joe is the third he will beat their price and he'll install the cadillac the the mercedes-benz of air conditioning units the comfort maker brand okay the best in the business 616-516-8579 reach out to joe at a and e heating and cooling if you need an after-hours uh, repair job, you can do that, too. That's going to cost you 125 bucks just to get them off the couch and then whatever the cost of uh, the work being done. But he'll help you out in a pinch. Okay. As usual, my bladder is behaving silly, and I have to pee. Uh, Jason writes, should we bring my mother-in-law to meet the NFK? Wow, that would be spectacular. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if the NFK gets your mother-in-law pregnant? Holy cow. All right, sit there. I'll be right back. Three dogs laying on the ground. That never happens. (sighs) 
I just saw this. Howard Stern has announced that the whole show is going away for all of July and August. They will return after Labor Day. Uh, Jeremy writes, with all his days off, he only does three shows a week. When he does work, he must make almost a million dollars a show. And uh, apparently the, all the people on staff at his show are taking a massive pay cut, if I'm understanding this correctly. The end is near for that show. Absolutely. Um, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Sirius says, look, we can't afford anything. You gotta, everything's got to be shut down for extended time. I cannot imagine um, what it must be like. I mean, you, Howard Stern, for the longest time, had the eye of the tiger when he was doing what he did. To lose that uh, passion or desire to actually do something worth listening to seems so strange to me. Hell, I get excited every time I come in this room uh, to be able to talk to however many couple dozen people I talk to on uh, through my live streams. I, I, get, I get unbelievably excited when I see that somebody freaking bought a t-shirt. I cannot imagine being so uninspired that you can't even do anything. What's going on there? And uh, frankly, I don't listen. Uh, but people have talked about how his show has just, ever since COVID, it's just what a shit show. It's the absolute worst. I've heard clips here and there, and I've uh, seen his opinion about uh, things, and, and the show is... Here, here's another thing. A show like his has writers, and I have never, for the life of me, understood uh, why a radio show needs a writer. Like someone, I mean, what is there to write down? I don't, I don't get it. I mean, uh, outside of, um, uh, for a show like that, is as free form as it should be, uh, it should be topics and here's what we're going to talk about. And then, I mean, what the fuck do you need a writer for? And they have tons of writers. People that actually put shit down and then they have these bits that they do and these fake callers and stuff. It's like, God, that seems like way too much fucking work. All I need is a microphone. I don't understand. Radio shouldn't be that complex with writers, for God's sake. All right. Moving on. Jamie Lynn Spears is now speaking out, I guess. She breaks her silence after uh, Britney's crazy talk in front of that judge, which did nothing. Okay. Uh, Jamie Lynn Spears is breaking her silence about Britney Spears claims her conservative, her conservatorship is abusive. Um, so here's the thing. If you're going to come out and talk and if you, the only thing that you can say is she is right. This is true. We need to help her. If you don't say that, then what she said is not true in my opinion. If all you're going to do is come out and say, I just need to say I support her. That's not enough because that could mean one of many things. It could mean you're supporting her as she's going through this uh, uh, problem of mental illness. It could mean you support her because you agree with her. We don't know. So she basically comes out and says a lot of nothing. 
I'll be honest with you. If she came out and said, yeah, what, uh, everything Brittany said is true. These are horrible people, uh, people she's being held against her will. I would have actually said, well, you know, I mean, now there's we've got two people that are saying this is exactly the case, but I don't think that is what happened at all. She came out and said basically nothing. Listen. Uh, I just want to take a second to address a few things. Jamie Lynn, who is 30, said the only reason I have not before before is because I felt like until my sister is able to speak for herself and say what she felt she needed to say publicly, that it wasn't my place and it wasn't the right thing to do. But now that she's very clearly spoken and said what she needs to say, I feel like I can follow her lead and say what I feel I need to say. All right. So you've set yourself up. Now you should drop the hammer and say, my dad's a dick and this is all true and we need to save Brittany. But she doesn't do that at all. She continued. I think it's extremely clear from the day I was born, I have only loved, adored, and supported my sister. I mean, this is my freaking big sister before any of this bullshit. I don't care if she wants to run away to the rainforest and have a gazillion babies in the middle of nowhere, or if she wants to come back and dominate the world the way she has so many times before. Because I have nothing to gain or lose either way. This, this situation does not affect me either way because I am only her sister who is only concerned about her happiness. Well, no, it, it absolutely affects you because if this is your sister's life and she's being held against her will, you should that truly does affect you. And her mental health affects you because you know it's your sister. So, no, it, it definitely affects you. Anyway. Jamie Lynn said she has, quote, made a very conscious choice to only participate in her life as her sister, as an aunt to those boys. Maybe I didn't support the way the public would like me to with a hashtag on a public platform, but I can assure you that I have supported my sister long before there was a hashtag, and I'll support her long after that. Note that. So now she's just like defending herself. To people who may have said, where are you? What, when are you going to say something? She doesn't say anything. She just says, I, I support my sister. Well, that, that's very vague. You're not, you're not coming out and, and, you know, if what Brittany says is true and you believe it, you should throw your parents under the bus if they are, in fact, keeping her in prison like uh, Eric Sancho podcast listener twat bleeding heart Brian feels. But he's an idiot. Uh, she said she said she's worked since she was nine years old and paid her own bills since she was 10. Jamie, not that I owe the public anything, she said, because my sister knows I love and support her. That's the only person I owe anything to. I am not my family. I am my own person. Uh, all right. Jamie Lynn, she was proud of Brittany for requesting a new lawyer. She says, I told her to do that years ago. Uh, Brittany has a court-appointed attorney, uh, one who said she didn't tell her she could petition to end the conservatorship and hasn't been able to hire her own chosen counsel. And she said the conversation they had about that did not take place on social media, but just in a personal conversation between sisters. Okay. If anyone you would think would have the ammo to say my sister is not crazy 
and all of these people are hurting her and doing this, uh, and, th- and that should not be the case, it would be Jamie Lynn. She doesn't say that at all. All she's doing is telling the world that she supports her sister and she doesn't like people who uh, indict her because she doesn't come out publicly and support her sister till now. You would think that if everything about the dad is true that Brittany said, Jamie Lynn would have said, yeah, she's right. But she hasn't said shit. Uh, She's glad Brittany took, quote, that step making a 20-minute statement in court last Wednesday, offending the conservatorship and flying to Mars or whatever the hell else she wants to do to be happy. I support that 100% because I support my sister. I love my sister. Always have and always will as long as she's happy. So let's keep praying. That's all. Well, okay, look, you need to understand that the conservatorship was set up in place because she's batshit crazy and they're worried about unscrupulous people taking her money, her hurting her hurting herself, and not getting the treatment that she might deserve. I mean, my God, that's what this is all about. And anybody who thinks otherwise is an idiot, like Brian. So she basically comes out and defends herself for not speaking out sooner. And in a long-winded post says, I support my sister. Nowhere in it does she say, yeah, my dad's a scoundrel. Uh, Chris says, she's 30, I'm feeling old. Chris says, sounds like she wants nothing to do with the parents. Well, yeah, maybe. But you would think that if that were the case, we wouldn't have to read into it. She would just say, yeah, Brittany is 100% accurate. What she says is true. If you really wanted this to end, you would uh, uh, help. You would side with her publicly. You're enough, you're enough of a name, the sister of her, and come from a position of knowledge that people would take that. I know I would. I am very, very suspicious of Britney Spears. I'm not like all of you morons who sit there and believe every single word she says just because she's saying it. I'm very suspicious of her. I don't think she's well. I think the conservatorship is set up because she's unhealthy. So fucking relax. If this was true, Jamie Lynn would jump all over that. You know what I mean? I mean, get after it. So to be clear, if Jamie Lynn came out and said, yeah, my parents are crazy and Brittany needs to be free, I'd turn on them. I, my opinion would change on this show. Uh, let's see. Dirk says she doesn't have the right. She doesn't have the right to do what she wants. Well, that might be because she's unhealthy, Dirk. How many times do we have to tell you that? She's an adult. She should be able to break away from people leeching off her. Well, okay. Let's say you had a, a child who was that age, uh, 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 um, who's 39 years old, all the money in the world, and crazy. And you know that doing that would be like giving her a loaded gun. If you were a father who had that scenario, wouldn't you want to do the best to try to make sure that she stays safe? Knowing full well that if you give her that freedom, she's probably going to hurt herself? Oh, I know. That's based on a professional's opinion. So you probably can't understand that because that that kind of falls in line with your opinions lately about the things you and I have been discussing. Dummy. By the way, dumb bitch Dirk will be playing... Smarter than a former drug dealer trivia today at 1030. There's no proof that anybody is leeching off of Britney Spears. None. 
You idiots seem to think that these people just uh, uh, are, are holding her hostage and spending her money. Nobody knows that. How the fuck can you say that? My God. Talk about believing the hype. Jesus. So stupid. Josh writes, you're not well either, Eric, but we're still here for you. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate that. Your tits are still huge. All right. Uh, contribute to the show. If you have anything, a story that you want to send my way, I would love to talk about it. If you see something interesting, send it. I don't use all of them, but I use some of them. So if you have something that you think might be worth talking, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email with the link to eric at ericzaneshow.com. All right. The mortgage pro on the show is the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Whether your credit is impeccable or terrible, reach out to Mario. What's up with my voice? Doesn't matter where you are in the U.S. Oh, God, my voice is failing. Hang on. Check, check. Hello, hello. Testing, voice. Better dial it back a little. Be a little bit more subdued. No matter where you are in the U.S., with the exception of Maine, South Carolina, Hawaii, or Alaska, you too can reach out to Mario. Okay? Um, So if your credit rating is great, this is going to be simple. If your credit rating is wonky, a little bit more complex, but he's up for the challenge. Call him, 231-332-6505, NMLS number 3035. For the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Thank you very much. Also, if you just want to check him out online, his logo, the emerald green logo, is on my website, ericsaintshow.com. It'll take you right to his page. Uh, we have gun school coming up in the month of July with Prince Arming. This is if you are in and around the West Michigan area and you've always wanted to carry your pistol concealed which is fantastic. Uh, the first thing you need to do is not get a gun. The, even if you don't own a gun, the first thing you should do is take the class. Okay? Certified pistol instructor. There is a two-day class over a week. Two Tuesdays in Holland. July 27th and August 3rd. About four hours a pop on these Tuesdays. First class is Tuesday, July 27th. The following week, August 3rd, is the back half of the class. When you're done with it, you will be certified to go apply for your pistol license in the great state of Michigan. The class costs $125. You can sign up for the class on the Prince Arming Facebook page. Just click on events or go to princearming.com. You can also call or text Steve Prince at 616-204-1705. Prince Army. This next story is going to piss some of you off. And I, okay, when you combine, I've learned this, when you combine wokeness with, well, just about anything, people tend to get rattled by that. 
But when it comes to combining wokeness with the Star Wars universe, oh my gosh. I'm thinking about two people in particular. Pain in the ass, Dirk and Kenny. You fuck with Star Wars in any way, and these nerds go crazy. You add the uh, fly in the ointment of it's because of wokeness, and it's, oh, my God. This one is just, I was thinking about you guys when I was reading this story. Hot on the heels of what's the name of that giant lady? Uh, Gina Caraba or whatever the fuck it was. The, the uh, chick who made the comments, she got kicked off. Gina Carano, she um, made the controversial tweets suggesting um, uh, contrarian political views were tantamount. Tantamount? Tantamount. How do you, why don't you know? I've seen that word, but I don't even know how to say it. To the way Jews were targeted in Nazi Germany. Um, that got her kicked off the show. And so much butt hurt. Oh, my God. Well, now, something else has been kicked off of the show. I think it's off the show. It's for sure off of the toys. Here, let me... Uh, Dirk's already wrecked the damn story. What are you doing? Why, uh, you know... How often have I have I lectured people and gotten upset with them about the story? About now, it's only for the live stream, but you, you doing that? Uh, it, it, I mean, Kenny has been beaten up over this. Uh, Amanda has been beaten up over this, and there you are. What what what's going through your pea brain to wreck my story? Do I need to put you in a timeout on YouTube? Uh, granted, it's only on YouTube. It's only a handful of people there. But uh, don't wreck the story. Shut the fuck up. You, all you have to do there is sit there and enjoy me ripping you a new asshole for how stupid you are. Dirk says, my apologies. Then he tries to blame me. But now you're calling attention to it instead of just getting to the damn story. Well, no, you cannot turn this on me. Because you have sat through me ranting and raving about audience members fucking tipping off the story many times and you've agreed with me. And now you do it and I'm ripping you a new asshole and you're blaming me. It's my fault. You cannot do that. Shut up, you fucking stupid ape. Jesus. Huh. How many times do I have to explain this shit? You got one job. Sit there and listen, you stupid fuck. This is Boba Fett's ship. He gave it to Django, I think. Yeah. Well, it was called Slave One. Well, the people at Disney said, well, we can't have that. So now they're calling it Boba Fett's Starship. Slave One is out. Oh, no. What do you think of this? The official Star Wars site 
has removed the name Slave One. I honestly can't believe that they felt like they had to get out in front of the naming of the ship for fear that somebody would get pissed off. So Boba got it from Django. Oh, my God. How stupid is this? For several years now, Disney and Lucasfilm have worked to evolve the Star Wars universe, diversifying the cast uh, of the most cinematic, of uh, most recently cinematic trilogy and spinoffs like Rogue One and The Mandalorian. They've added prominent LBGTQ characters to comics and novels. The focus on what Disney CEO's uh, Bob Chopic calls universal values and even led to the dismissal of Mandalorian cast member Gina Carano. That was actually a good move to get her off of the show. Everybody knows that. I was just talking with Kenny about that the other day. And he said that he fully supports her getting being kicked off the show. Nonetheless, each attempt to bring inclusivity to Star Wars has been met with backlash from a small but local group of Star Wars fans lamenting the saga's social justice warriors and woke approach to its uh, uh, latest endeavors. Now Star Wars fans are pissed again. As originally noted by the fan site Jedi News, the new Mandalorian-themed toy line features bounty hunter Boba Fett's spaceship. However, they're calling it Boba, Boba Fett's Starship. Speaking to Jedi News, Lego designer Michael Stockwell said the toy maker was no longer using the Slave One name. Uh, adding, it's probably not something which has been announced publicly, but it is just something that Disney doesn't want to use anymore. Oh, man. This is dumb. Who the fuck? No one even thought of that. It, can you imagine if someone actually complained? And said, yeah, hey, man, uh, I'm a black guy. And I'd, no, worse yet, it would be a white guy who's woke who would say, hey, man, uh, this is ridiculous calling it Slave One. You see, this is just a perfect example of how diverse I am in my thinking. This is why I'm better than most of you. Because I know that the Gina Carano thing makes perfect sense. And that was appropriate, as Kenny and I agree on. The Slave One thing is inappropriate. They should leave that ship to be named Slave One. News of the name change prompted the inevitable outcry on social media, this time spearheaded by Boba Fett himself, Mark Anthony Austin, who appeared uncredited as Fett in the 1997 updated version of Star Wars A New Hope. Uh, his only acting role, according to IMDb, until the 2017 fan-produced web, web series No Disintegrations. The late Jeremy Bullock, who famously embodied the character in the 1980s The Empire Straight Back, and Tumara Morrison, who played Django Fett in the prequel trilogy, and Boba Fett in The Mandalorian, are better known for their time in the iconic armor. My ship will forever be Slave One! <laughs> Nothing, not even hashtag D Disney can or will change that. This guy's like, thank God, something for me to talk about. Then he wrote, this is the way. Uh. Austin continued to rail against Disney in a tweet storm Monday, mocking the entertainment giant's progressive changes and calling them bullies. Wars sounds harsh, says hashtag Disney. 
Let's change the franchise name to Star Disputes. <laughs> oh, so they are pissed. They are pissed. Uh, so what's it going to take for you uh, Star Wars fans? Are you going to ban the Mandalorian at some point because of all this? I mean, at some point, you guys have to take a stand. Uh, you, you've, you've been uh, very vocal about all of these problems. So what are you going to do to punish them? Are you going to ban? Are you going to turn around and distance yourself from watching the show? Or are you such, or are you such uh, the, the type that you make a big stink, but then you're going to go back and watch it? I mean, if you really feel badly about it, and I, I know some of you do, uh, I mean, what are you guys going to do? I mean, are you going to sit there and just like uh, 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 suck up to him and say, hey, I'm just going to do it? Uh, Dirk says again, it's only for the Lego toy. And then he snarkily adds, can I say that now? Well, all right. I guess you can. So I'm, I guarantee you though, we won't ever hear the term slave one. Okay. On the show. No one is going to say the name of the ship. They will avoid that going forward. I can promise you that. It's not like they say it a lot anyway. It's not like it's written on the side of the pay of the uh, the ship. So, all right, there you go, Dirk. Hope you learn your lesson. Try not to steal the stories anymore. Dum dum. You deserved every second of that. All right. So, all right, and uh, to um, recap. Kenny is excited about Gina Carano not being allowed on the show. He thinks that was a great move. But he is not on the same page about Slave One. No, we agree. We agree. Jason Schaefer writes, the help one. All right. Boba Fett's ship is the Slave One. Yeah, I got that. I got that. Didn't uh, didn't he like give it to Django though? Shit, I don't know. The show's stupid anyway. I don't even know why I bother watching it. Kenny just wrote, "I do agree." All right. I knew that would get you. Indentured servant one. Horrible. The state of Michigan is a cannabis. Heaven, according to a new study. Okay. Since this became a thing, here's one thing that's sure. People love their pot in Michigan. The amount of cash that has poured in is astronomical. Also in this story, the amount of illegal trade of pot still is on the rise. It's at an all-time high. Remember the whole thing about, yeah, man, as soon as we make it legal... Uh, no one is going to want to do it illegally. Nope. Illicit sales of pot is the primary way people in Michigan get pot. So everybody's still buying it the way they always did. And, oh, we've added another dollar amount worth of pot through buying it at stores. How much? In 2020... Michigan has seen a has seen a, this cannabis market in 2020 had nearly 
$1.2 billion, with a B, billion dollars in 2020 flowing in. With nearly 400 licensed medical provisioning centers and 300 licensed adult use retail stores. $3.2 billion. Oh my gosh. One in five people in Michigan have smoked pot in the, in the last year. I did not think it was that high. Everybody's smoking pot in Michigan, it seems. Now, the $3.2 billion um, doesn't mean like that's how much came in. That means how much it's worth. Um, one in five Michiganders reported cannabis use in the past year, and that resulted in just under $1 billion of actual sales in 2020. The, uh, the regulated cannabis industry generated $169 million in tax and fee revenues in 2020. You know what they need to do? is they need to show a breakdown of where every single penny, and I'm sure you can find this somewhere, you just got to root around for it, where all that $169 million went to. Like, what exactly? That would be interesting. In fact, in this story, they should have, uh, they should have talked about that. Uh, about 70% of Michigan's of transactions in Michigan's cannabis market occur outside of retail stores. Hmm. Wow, that is a ton of cash. <coughs> Excuse me. The Anderson Economic Group study reflects a vibrant regulated marketplace with unlimited economic potential. This includes continually growing demand for medical and, and adult use cannabis across the state. I saw a guy when I was at a light downtown Grand Rapids. I was doing limo driving. Go walking across the street, and he's smoking a joint as casually as anybody would a cigarette. Now I'm like, wait a minute, that's like against the law, isn't it? Aren't you supposed? Isn't it supposed to be like alcohol, where you have to, you can't like be walking down the street drinking a beer, you can't be walking down the street smoking a joint. You know, I don't care, but and I don't know if anybody is going to enforce that. Frankly, uh, you shouldn't be able to walk down the street drinking a beer. You should be able to walk down the street smoking a joint. I don't give a shit. Who cares? I don't want you driving. Uh, I mean, let's be honest here. If you're a moron, you're going to drive drunk, and you're going you're gonna to drive high. That's just going to happen. doesn't matter how many laws are on the books. People are going to do it. Uh, this includes continually growing demand for medical and adult use cannabis across the state. The study also suggests continued growth in state revenues for schools, senior programs. Oh, there you go. Uh, continued growth in state revenues for schools, senior programs, and other essential services. That's good for all Michiganders, regardless if you consume cannabis. However, according to the Michigan Cannabis Manufacturers Association, there are, quote, major storm clouds on the horizon. The study shows large quantities of untested illicit, illicit cannabis continuing to flood the market. This poses, poses a significant threat to patient and consumer safety. So you, you don't know what the hell the pot has in it, you know? So it's probably not a good idea. Uh, the study makes clear Michigan Cannon should be a leader in cannabis safety, innovation, and entrepreneurship. It's remarkable to think that there was a time not that long ago that all of this was highly illegal, that you go to prison for a long, long time for doing any of what they're talking about now. 
absolutely incredible. We've come a long way. And all and this all started with a petition. You remember those guys walking around the petitions? Hey, we want to put this on the ballot. And it freaking worked. It worked like a charm. I love the story of how this became a thing. I won't touch it. I don't want anything to do with it. And, uh, and I hope my loved ones don't start smoking pot. But, I mean, at the end of the day, this doesn't help you. This isn't healthy for you to smoke pot. Contrary to what idiots tell you, ingesting that smoke deep into your lungs is not a good thing. It's harmful. It's a bad idea. I don't recommend you doing it. But if you're going to do it, we can't stop you. You know? We should be able to make money off that. If you're going to do stupid things to your body, like cigarettes and alcohol, well, then why not let this happen? Hell, we should let all the drugs uh, be, be legal and generate the money from that, right? I don't know. Jason says stick with the edibles. Yeah, I don't think that. I, I, yes, you're right. The smoke is not being sucked in. But I think that, the, you know, I, 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 I think there's a lot of not good things inside of the, inside of the product. I don't think that uh, uh, eating edibles is a big healthy advantage. I don't think, I don't think, that's, a, I don't think that's a win. In the, uh, in the health department, but whatever. Andrea says eating it can actually be good for you. I think that's not true. Is consuming, is eating THC bad for you? Let's see. I can't unpack it. Too difficult. Cannabis edibles are not as safe as people think. Unlike inhaled cannabis, ingested cannabis must be digested first before being absorbed. Uh, Greater risk of overconsumption and accidental ingestion of cannabis edibles for the young and the old. This delay can lead inexperienced users to inadvertently overconsume because they might not feel the intended effects immediately. I don't want to I don't want to unpack this. What's the best way to treat marijuana toxicity? About I did not know what that was. You see there you go. It's not so safe, Andrea. Come on. Yeah, it's good for you. Everybody needs to do it. Dummy. All right. I am looking for nominations for Asshole of the Day. Who's it going to be for Asshole of the Day? Send your suggestions on the live chat, and I will go back, and then we will discern. The show is available on Patreon. As always, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. So very, very thankful for you signing up for it. I just had a couple of newbies. Um, I think it was a gentleman named Rich just signed up on Patreon. Thank you very much. He said he was uh, extremely happy with... uh, some of the things we're doing on the Lost Zane recordings. I appreciate it. Thank you very much if you signed up recently on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Tons of content today. In fact, in 58 minutes, we will be playing smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. Uh, Brain Dead Dirk is going to take on Dale. You know what? I should let Dale know. I don't even think I told him. All right. That's happening at 1030 Eastern Time. Sign up, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Blue Frost IT is the managed IT service provider for this show. Reach out to them.
Call or text 616-285-50 if you need any help at all for your business. Let's say your tech sucks. The employees at your business are like, this is old equipment. It's outdated. Everything is a problem. The network is bad. I mean, seriously, this is terrible. You need a complimentary consultation to find out how to make your business hum. Okay? let Just sit down with Alan. Have him explain it to you. You explain your needs, and he's going to be like, hmm, okay, let me uh, put the puzzle pieces together. I'll tell you what I come up with. He's going to report back to you. This doesn't cost you anything. Then he's going to say, if you want your business running to the best of its capacity and uh, no slow computers or anything like that, I can do all this for you. I price all this out. You buy it. I install it. That's the job. That's a project. Maybe you need the office retrofitted with new wall plugs, new wall jacks, lines being run. He does all that stuff. He also works on the managed IT front. That's what I hire him by, the managed IT service provider. So if anything goes wrong with my tech, I call on Alan. Okay? You want more information, you can call or text 616-285-50 or send an email, info at bluefrostit.com. Cornhole America invites you to get a set of cornhole boards for your friends, family, or for yourself. You can put anything at all onto a set of cornhole boards. Cornholeamerica.com is where you go to get all the details on this. They ship them anywhere in the USA, and this is the last set of cornhole boards you will ever buy. They are built to the exact specifications of the professional cornhole leagues. And these are made by cornhole players. And this business started from the ground up, just an idea. And one guy by the name of Jason Duflo who said, I think I can do this. And now he's got an entire industry. The number one manufacturer of cornhole boards in the entire United States is Cornhole America. Cornholeamerica.com. Reach out to them about the logo design that you can put onto your set of cornhole boards. And it can be anything. And last but not least, they were mentioned earlier in the show. Diana wants the flooring done downstairs. Uh, when you're ready to go, when you're ready to put the flooring down, do not do it yourself. If you want it to look like shit, do it yourself. Okay? This is a, 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 the, your last chance to do something right here when it comes to your home improvement. Because after you rip all this stuff out, you paint the room, you're going to put the flooring down, you don't want to screw it up. You get one shot. Mom's spaghetti. If you wreck it, it's a mess. Don't have an unhappy wife call bennett flooring insulation 616-318-0167 or online at bennettflooringinsulation.com oh god excuse me all right who's gonna be the asshole of the day you should paint before you get the flooring done yeah i know that i know i'm gonna today as soon as I get done with this, as far as you know. Yeah, everybody wants me to pick asshole of the day. Uh, uh, asshole of the day to be Kenny for suggesting that it was a good move to get rid of uh, uh, Gina Carano from The Mandalorian. But I don't even know if I can do that. <clears throat> All right. What are we going to do? Let's take a look at the rundown of what we talked about today. Stuttering John reached out to me. Uh, pain in the ass is on Reddit. Ripping me a new one and hurting my feelings. 100 days till Disney. Mike Ball made fun of me from Maui. My dogs were sick. Jamie Lynn Spears says nothing about Britney Spears while saying everything, I guess. Says a lot, but says nothing. 
Slave one is no more. And Michigan is cannabis heaven. The Asshole of the Day Award is brought to you by JM Synthetics. Online at jmsynthetics.com and, of course, TC Paintball, tcpaintballgr.com. Uh, we're going to have to give it to Disney. That's ridiculous. Taking away the name of the ship. Come on. Woke Disney, as you guys like to say. Congratulations. You have won the asshole of the day. Good job, uh, Disney. Almost said Disney. All right. Folks, uh, all right, 1030 Eastern Time. We will be playing Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia. That is it. The show is in the books for a Tuesday. Thank you so much. Check me out there, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. We'll continue this discussion with uh, more fun to be sure. 1030, smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. We're going to do the Patreon bonus at 1130. It's too quick of a turnaround at 11 on Tuesdays. So Dirk takes on Dale. All right. Have a good one, folks. Bye-bye.